You're listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast, a weekly show of our Sunday sermons that give you a way to connect with God, grow in faith, and find wholeness. Thanks for joining us. Here's the message. This past August was my birthday, and I crept ever so closer to that dreaded number 40. I don't know for whatever reason, but in American culture, there's this stigma with that number 40. We call it being over the hill, whatever. As for whatever reason, that 40 is a pivotal number in an adult's life, right? And as I think about that, as I get closer to that age, I, I, I think about that number being perceived as old. At least, you know, back when I was in high school, we perceived that number as old. And I think about my advancing age, and I don't really, I don't really feel that old. And, and I wonder, like, maybe having young kids tricks me into thinking that I'm still young? And sure, on the grand scale of things, I am still fairly young. But Several things have happened this summer to remind me of my advancing age, you might say. First of all, it's 2020, the summer of 2020, 20 years since I graduated high school, class of 2000. Maybe you also saw the tweet from Macaulay Culkin where he said, hey, want to feel old? I just turned 40. Macaulay Culkin turned 40. And if that wasn't enough, news just came out a few weeks ago that the movie She's All That is being remade. Now, I wonder if you remember that movie. It starred uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and and, uh, blanking on her name, Rachel Rachel Leigh Cook. Hopefully I'm saying that right. But uh, Freddie Prince Jr. played the lead character, Zach who gets stumped by his girlfriend and tries to make this bet that he can turn anyone in the school, any girl in the school, into the homecoming queen. And the famous character is played by, or Lainey Boggs is played by Rachel Lee Cook. And she's transformed into this, uh, you know, amazing young woman who everybody falls for and and ends up finishing second, I think, in the homecoming vote. Um, But what's interesting is the movie, She's All That, is actually an adaptation of the 1964 movie, My Fair Lady, which itself is an adaptation of a um, George George Bernard Shaw play called Pygmalion, if I'm saying that right. And what's interesting about this remake that's to come in the future is that it's actually going to be reversed and be called He's All That, meaning the geeky character will be the guy and it'll be the the girl, the lead, who will be played by the girl, who will be the one who will be transforming this geeky character in this kind of all-American guy. Um, and I, you know, I wonder if back when the 1964 movie came out, or no, I wonder if back when She's All That came out, if maybe people who had watched the 1964 movie, uh, My Fair Lady, were wondering, like millennials, where has all the time gone, right? Where's all the time gone? Um, But speaking about this new remake, He's All That, uh, the lead character will be played by a young woman named Addison Rae, who is, interestingly enough, 
a TikTok star, if you know that famous social media app that's in the news and may or may not be deleted from the world of American social media, if you if we, you know, by time this airs, we'll see what happens. Um, but she's apparently the second biggest social media star in the world, if you can believe that. The second biggest media star, social media star in the world with 60 million followers. And to this point, as far as I can tell, Addison Ray has zero acting experience, and her claim to fame is being a social media star. And in many ways, like this is the allure of social media that anyone can become a star. They can become a moral influencer. And in fact, I was I was looking online this week about how to become a social media influencer. And there's a whole many, many, many help articles giving advice to become a social media influencer. You've got, you've got to find your niche. You've got to optimize your social media channels, understand your audience, post relevant content, be consistent, and engage with your audience. Those six things, and you too can become a social media star. It's that simple. Now, we all want to be somebody, but I would say that there's a right way and probably a less good way to do that. And if I may be so bold, I don't think that chasing fame and fortune on social media is the right way to do it. Now, I don't mean to trash social media per se, although there's plenty more conversations we could have about the problems of social media and all its warts. You know, I, I enjoy being able to interact with people across the country and all over the world. It's fun. But, but rather, what I'm critiquing is the formula in that social media tends to reward oversharing, self-centeredness, and excess. Excess. And, you know, call me old-fashioned, and, and you can. <laughs> you can call me old-fashioned. But I don't think that jives with the way of Jesus. And I think there's another way and a better way, and that's what I'd like to talk to you about today. So we're finishing up this series on living with purpose. And I want to look at some words that the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Philippians some years ago. So in Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 12, Paul the Apostle writes, Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He says, Do all things without grumbling or arguing, so that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the world. Right here, we might say that Paul is laying out the formula to become an influencer, to shine like stars in the world. And here's the thing, though. Paul's prescription is a lot cheaper than those formulas you'd find online. There's no expensive equipment to buy, no exotic locales to travel to. It's just following the way of Jesus, doing everything without grumbling and complaining, being without blemish, and more following the way of Jesus. If, if you look at 
Philippians chapter 2, you'll see that back in verse 12, the first word is therefore. And if you grew up in church like I did, maybe you've heard this before, so forgive me. But as I was always told, when you see that word therefore, you have to look at what the therefore is therefore, if that makes sense. And again, right before that therefore, Paul had just been applauding the self-sacrifice and humility of Jesus, who was obedient to God's mission, even to the point of death. It's a famous, famous passage of Scripture. So because of that, because of Jesus' sacrifice, because of his humility, his obedience, his faithfulness, because of that, God exalted him. For that reason, Paul writes, you and I, we should behave in the same way. And in many ways, this is the paradox. This is the contradiction of following the way of Jesus. And we shouldn't be surprised, right? Because when we follow a guy who was famous for saying that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. When we follow a guy who said to leave the 99 and follow the one, when we follow a guy who was famous not for conquering, but for being crucified, when we follow that kind of guy, we shouldn't be surprised when things don't always add up the way we'd expect, that God's priorities are a little different than what we would initially expect. We should not be surprised. I mean, what social media influencer leaves 99 followers just to find one? But, man, this is the way of Jesus. This is the way of Jesus. We shine as lights in the world, not through self-centered self-promotion. We shine through our humility, through our obedience to God's ways, through serving others, through faithfulness. Recently, I learned of the story of a woman named Sarah Jackson and this nonprofit she started here in Colorado called Casa de Paz. Now, Casa, Casa de Paz, I can't say it very well, is a shelter that provides healthy meals, clean clothes, and a safe bed to sleep in for folks coming from out of town to visit their loved ones who are locked in migrant detention centers right here in Colorado. Now, the inspiration for Casa de Paz came back in 2012 when Sarah Jackson visited the U.S.-Mexico border and she spent time with people who'd been deported, listened to their stories, and learned from them their reasons for trying to migrate. She also witnessed families being separated and how hard it was for them to reunite. And the experience, the experience changed life. Sarah thought of her own family, her own tight-knit family who would do anything to be together, who also her family who taught her to love and to act with compassion and generosity. So when Sarah saw families being torn apart, she could not look away. And I want to take an aside here and say, talk about just for a moment, the gift of not being able to look away. 
Because we're in a moment of time, we're in a place in our nation when we need that gift to not be able to look away because there's so much happening right now. So much injustice, so much wrongdoing that we we want to turn away and look away. And I get it. I get it. But that gift of not being able to turn away and to say and to keep looking and say, mm, no, that's wrong. I can't, I can't, I can't just turn away and forget it. And that's what Sarah Jackson did. She came back to Colorado, but there was no going back to normal. So when she got back to Colorado, she took stock of her resources. She had a one-bedroom apartment, a love for volleyball, and a belief that families belonged together. I know it sounds radical, right? It sounds radical, but families belong together. Can we get an amen from the online? Can I get an amen from you out there? Families belong together. It wasn't much, but it was enough. And if you remember my message from last week, as Pastor Stephanie Hatt said, what is in your hands? For Sarah Jackson, what was in her hands was a one-bedroom apartment, a love for volleyball, and a belief that families belong together. So she opened Casa de Paz and Volleyball International. It's a volleyball league because she loves volleyball that plays volleyball, and they donate 100% of the profits to help fund Casa de Paz. Now, what's so cool about Sarah Jackson's story is that she's relatively young, probably (laughs) much younger than me, right? Uh, But back when she was a 20-something in 2012, rather than chase fame and fortune or whatever, she chose to selflessly dedicate her life to others. You know, if we look back at some of the famous moral influencers in history, Martin Luther King Jr., John Lewis, Rosa Parks, these are all people that are set apart or are remembered not because of their self-centeredness or vain vain conceit. They're remembered because they took interest and set aside their own interests for the interest of others. That's why they're remembered. I mean, I get it. Like, we all want to be somebody. Someday even, right? Even, even white, suburban, sort of pudgy, normal, plain, everyday me wants to be somebody. Like, balding, middle-aged me. Wants to be somebody, right? I get it. And the quickest way, the quickest way in our world is through self-promotion. Like, like that's what social media is built upon almost, right? It's a way to talk about ourselves, to glorify ourselves, to promote ourselves. And obviously, to some extent, we've all got to do this in life just to survive. Like, if you're a realtor, you need the world to know, or at least you need your city to know, your community to know that you're, you're professional, you're dedicated, you're hardworking, and you need you know, your clients to know that about you, and you need potential clients to know that about you, right? Of course. But if you're a realtor and you put your name out there so that you can like, have the, you know, be on the winning sales chart, top the sales chart, have your face on a billboard and, and like, get rich, then I don't know. I think eventually that's going to wear thin and people are going to see through that. 
But if your focus, if your focus is on helping people find a home, helping people through this tumultuous and trying time, and, and you know, just, it's a big deal. If your focus is helping people go through that, then I think that's going to make a difference. People are going to notice that. For me, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the why. And if your purpose is fame and glory, I, I just don't think that that squares with the way of Jesus. I just don't. I mean, he was exalted. He was exalted for selflessness and self-sacrifice, not because of self-aggrandizement and vain conceit. It wasn't about him is about doing God's mission for him. Sacrificing himself for others. So I want to challenge you to shine like the stars. Not for yourself. Not for your own promotion. But humbly. Selflessly putting others before yourself, willing to go the extra mile for someone else, dedicating yourself to others. And when you do that, when I do that, when we do that, we will stand out. We will shine like the stars will look so different from the world around us. And at the end of the day, like I think that's what people really are attracted to. Obviously, Obviously, there's some people who are going to shine bright and people are going to be attracted to them just like moss to a flame. But eventually, someone brighter, someone shinier is going to walk by and they're going to catch that attention. Or eventually, folks will get bored of that act. But you know what doesn't go away? You know what doesn't fade Selflessness, self-sacrifice, service to others, following the way of Jesus. There's a reason why we remember icons like John Lewis and Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks because of their selfless dedication to advancing human dignity and good in our world. Advancing the way of Jesus, I believe, in our world. I believe the true path to fame, to influence is a better word, and impact in our world doesn't come through self-promotion. It comes by following the way of Jesus. It comes through having the mind of Jesus and following in God's mission for us. And when we do that, when you do that, when I do that, we will shine like stars in the sky. Because we will be so different than the world around us. I want to invite you to join me in a spirit of prayer as we ask God to help us, to help me, to help you follow in Jesus' way to live God's mission for us. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the gift, the example of your son, Jesus. God, we pray that like Jesus, we would follow in 
his way, follow your mission for us, sacrificing, serving others, advancing your kingdom in our world. So we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mission Gathering Thornton Message Podcast. You can watch our weekly services on Facebook Live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And to learn more about joining a group or serving with us, visit our website at mgthornton.org.